Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thriving Female podcast. This is the podcast that you need in your life if you are a stressed out professional woman who wants to get back in control of her body and her health and well-being so she can feel confident, attractive, in control, and so she can actually enjoy the life that she is working so hard to build. And we are now on to episode six. At some point, I'll stop getting so excited about how many episodes we're on. Maybe we, maybe I won't. Maybe I just always will be excited about that. But I am very excited that we are on to episode six. Today's topic is one that actually came up in conversation with a client recently. And it's something that's popped up in a few conversations on social media. And one that I think will help a lot of people. It will help a lot of you listening. And that is how to handle social events and meals out when you are a professional woman with a fat loss goal. Because it's hard. It is really, really hard. I know it's something that a lot of my clients have to contend with. You've got weeknight plans with friends. You've got work dues. You've got away days, overnight travel. You've got maybe you work away from home a couple of days a week. You've got your weekend plans. You've got things with friends, things with your partner, things with family. And it can all add up. I know for a lot of my clients, when they first start working with me, it's one of the things that really holds them back when it comes to their fat loss. It's they feel like, well, they're fine when I'm fine when I'm in control of my food. But as soon as I go out and I can't track every gram or I can't meal prep everything, I suddenly feel like I can't do it. And it's also a lot of the reason why professional women feel like fat loss maybe just isn't possible for them. A lot of the fitness industry has failed professional women. And I stand by this. And this is a hill I'm prepared to die on because a lot of the fitness industry, a lot of coaches, a lot of PTs, a lot of influencers leave you thinking that you can only have one off plan meal a week, or you can only eat out when you can calorie track and the calories are on the menu, or that you just have to meal prep everything, or that as soon as you eat out in a restaurant, you are, you you can't have anything you fancy. You just have to have the plain dry chicken breast. I actually once had a coach who told me to bring meal prep to my work Christmas do which pretty much sums it up, right? It pretty, pretty much, that's pretty much it. But it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be like this. And the way that I coach my team to deal with social events is very, very different to that. This podcast is going to talk you through literally what I do with my clients when they come to me and they say that they've got social events coming up and how we kind of, as a collective, think about these events. The first thing that we do before we do anything else You need to categorize the event. Not all meals out are created equally. And this is something that can often catch a lot of people out. There is a massive difference between your anniversary date night at a Michelin-starred restaurant and having some stale sandwiches at a conference. There are events where food and drink are the priority, that are the reason that you are there. And there are events where actually you happen to be in a restaurant or out for food, but actually it's far more about the people, the networking, et cetera, et cetera. So if I've got a client who is dieting, this is the first question that I will always ask when they say they have an event coming up. What is the priority here? What is the event? There are events where it is all about the food and drink and that is central to enjoying it. And it's a real treat in inverted commas. There are meals out, if I think about my own life, there are meals out that I go for where, you know, I'm a massive foodie. I love a Michelin-starred restaurant. I love that sort of food. I'm really passionate about food. There are meals out that I go for and I'm like, I'm just going to go and enjoy the food. That is why I'm here. But there are also meals out that I go for that are more about the occasion, getting dressed up, who I'm with. Maybe it's a work thing where food is less of a focus. 
it's really important that you have those meals and events where, where the food is the focus. You know, we're all foodies here and we all love that. So for those events where food is the number one priority, what I will often agree with clients is we'll decide to try to not calorie control these events. For one, if you ever tried to calorie track a mission style meal, it's pretty much impossible, like tiny portions, weird ingredients. It's very, very difficult. So we will often not track those sorts of meals. And it's also really important from a sort of relationship with food perspective to take time away from tracking. Pretty much all of my clients have time untracked each week for those that are calorie counting and not all of them are but for those who are calorie counting they will have time untracked for those that are following meal plans they will have time away from their meal plan like it is really important to have that and on those days where they are taking time untracked if you're if you've got a really fancy meal out in the evening what you can instead do is look at allocating a portion of calories for that meal accepting that that won't be fully accurate but it's just a sort of a guideline and then manage your ca- the rest of the calories that you would have in that day around that so thinking about having maybe a brunch and then a snack before you go or a really light lunch that's really full of veggies and stuff to keep you full i always encourage clients who have those sorts of meals to not go into the meal hungry because otherwise you just sort of snarf down the bread and don't um fully enjoy it and can end up kind of getting uncomfortably full too early um and i also really encourage them because as i say i'm a massive foodie to really enjoy those events And then get back in the swing of things and get back to normal the following day. Have a plan to follow for your food the following day so you know exactly what you're doing. You can get back in the swing of things really, really quickly. It is important to note here that if you are dieting and you have these sorts of meals every single weekend, there will probably need to be compromises throughout the rest of the week. You know, there will probably need to be some sort of management of your calories over the course of the week so that you can have those sorts of more indulgent meals at the weekend something that um that I do a lot with clients is well calorie bank so they'll have lower calorie days through the week and then they'll have either a higher calorie day at the weekend or an untracked day where they've got wiggle room because we've calorie banked through the rest of the week and we've reduced calories by a little bit on other days in order to have a sort of budget of calories for the weekend because it's important to remember that our calorie clocks don't reset at midnight you it's all about the average over the course of weeks and months and that's the real thing to focus on So that's how we handle those events where, you know, you decide not to track, where it's more about the food. But a lot of events will fall into the category of not about the food. You know, work lunches, conferences, work nights out to a certain extent, team meals, even like midweek catch ups with friends, um, going for a coffee with somebody. Food is a part of those events for sure, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not why you're going and it's maybe not something where you want to prioritize calories. You don't have to become a hermit when you're dieting. And for a lot of professional women, meals out are a part of work and a part of socializing and are something that's really important. My coaching is all about helping people to enjoy the life they're working hard for. And that's what we want to figure out through this. So what we have to do is instead look at managing those meals out and those social events by taking a look at the whole week by planning ahead and then being okay with making compromises. Ultimately, to lose weight, you have to eat less calories than you use. That is annoyingly the fact. That's the laws of energy balance, laws of physics. So for those meals where food is less of a priority, you might choose to make compromises. And this is something that I will often talk to the team about. You might choose not to have a pizza when you go out for a team meal, but instead go for the salad with some chicken and some dough balls on the side you might choose to have a burger but without the bun or to skip dessert or to decide 
to not drink to avoid those extra calories that doesn't mean that you have to become boring and become that person in the corner with their Tupperware. It just means that you have chosen to prioritize your calories elsewhere and you're making compromises whilst eating out. You might choose to prioritize you know, having those lower calories so you've got more calories to play with to enjoy a meal out with your partner at the weekend. You might choose to um, not go on a big boozy work night out in order to do that. Or you might decide that actually brunch with the girls is the priority for this week. So actually, when you're at a conference, you decide to just have a couple of sandwiches and a banana and skip the bowl of biscuits and the muffins and whatever else might be on offer. The thing with dieting is it's always about compromise, not sacrifice. And one of the reasons that a lot of people fail with diet is they sacrifice too much rather than making compromises. So that is just something I think to kind of frame this and to bear in mind that with all of this, it's about thinking about what your comp- what the compromises that you can make rather than what you can give up. You can still go for your team meals. You can still go on your work nights out. You can still go for dinner with your partner, go for brunch with your friends. It's just about working out what the compromise is and really importantly, what the priority is. I then see a lot of professional women struggling when it comes to these events and calorie tracking. Because if you are dieting, you are most likely doing some form of calorie tracking. Uh, If you're not, then this might be something for you to think about. And I will do an episode actually on my approach to calorie tracking, why I think it's great, but why the way that I do it is maybe a bit different to how it's done elsewhere. But a lot of women struggle when it comes to calorie tracking around these events because they they almost kind of get to a place where if they can't track it perfectly, they think, excuse my language, I won't swear. I don't know if that affects the reach of the podcast. A lot of time what happens is people get to these events, they can't track, and then they think, screw it. I can't do it perfectly, so what's the point? And they think, well, I'm not tracking it, so it doesn't count. So they eat whatever they fancy, they fall off the wagon, and then they end up trying to start again the next day, and they're struggling, and they get caught in this spiral. When that is not the case, it doesn't need to be like that. There are four ways that we might approach those sorts of events when it comes to calorie tracking. So a lot of my clients end up eating out once or twice a week outside of the weekends and still track the calories on those meals. One way that we do this is to track equivalents. So if you are going to a local Italian restaurant, you might have ordered a margarita pizza, for example, and you're thinking, well, I can't find that margarita pizza in my fitness pal, but there'll be something similar in there. So if you look at that margarita pizza and it's about the same size as a Pizza Express pizza, you can track in a Pizza Express pizza. It won't be perfect, but it will be good enough. And my my mantra with, with calorie tracking is always track the best you can in the circumstances that you are in. So if you are at home and you can weigh your food, fantastic. If you're eating out and you're having to do something a bit different, then just do the best you can in that moment. So tracking an equivalent is one way to do that. Another good option is to guesstimate. So if you have a meal out at a pub, say, you won't be able to track that completely accurately. We know that because there won't be calories on the menu, but you might be able to look at the plate. And if you're a relatively experienced calorie tracker or just eat food I suppose you can probably track what's on your plate as you see it so you might look at it and you might have ordered a fish dish and you think oh there's about 150 grams of cod fillet there's about 100 grams of potatoes there's maybe 100 grams of broccoli there's a bit of chorizo so I'll track in 80 grams of chorizo and then what I would always do 
when I'm eating out at a restaurant is add one to two tablespoons of olive oil as a restaurant cooking always uses more fat than home cooking. So tracking in that is just a good way to give yourself a little bit of, um, of a buffer and almost make sure that you're you're leaving yourself enough calories. So that's one option. The other thing you can do if you know in advance that you're eating out is to budget calories. And this is kind of what I talked about with the untracked meals earlier. If you know you've got a restaurant meal coming up, what you can do is allocate calories accordingly. So it's a one-off meal out, you know, it's something you know is coming up. You don't really want to have to guesstimate or um, track stuff in, but you don't want to feel like you're just falling into kind of that complete screw it mode. So what you can do is take a look at the menu in advance, work out what you might order that feels in line with your goals. So maybe you look at the menu and you think, well, for starter, I'll have like the mozzarella salad and for main course I'll have the um the grilled chicken and then I'm not going to have a dessert and I'll have a small glass of wine you could then work out roughly how many calories that's going to be and use the quick add function on my fitness pal to put in a rough number that resembles that for that sort of dish I would say for example it's probably about 900 800 900 calories probably if you took the wine out maybe that would be 600 or 700 pop that into my fitness pal as the quick add function so you've just got a number of calories in there and you can then eat the rest of the day accordingly without feeling like you can't track because you have that meal out coming up or finally as i said earlier you just take it fully untracked and don't even worry about budgeting you still budget some calories but you agree in your own head that that is a day where calories aren't the focus where you're not actually worried about being in a deficit and it's a day where you approach it going I'm probably going to be eating at maintenance or maybe even in a slight surplus, but I'm okay with that. I'm going to go, I'm going to enjoy the food and I'm going to get back to normal the next day. As I said, you don't have to be a hermit when you are dieting. For a lot of professional women, and I'm sure you are one of them if you're listening to this podcast, meals out are a massive part of your life. So you instead have to look at managing that across your week as a whole planning ahead and being okay with making those compromises because dieting is impossible to do without making some form of compromise but ultimately that compromise is about making short-term decisions decisions in the short term that are going to make you happy in the long in the long term my mantra the way I live my life is always that I prioritize long-term happiness over short-term pleasure and that's exactly what we're doing through this approach so if you've got stuff coming up if you've got meals out team nights out date nights, whatever it might be, use this approach and see how you get on. I hope you enjoyed this episode though. Obviously, if you have any questions, please just pop me a message on Instagram at amytyler.tfp. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. It massively helps me out and do share it on your social media if you've enjoyed it. Um, It really helps me out. I'd love to grow this uh, and build it out. So yes, I hope you've enjoyed and I will speak to you all next time.